crunching and moving, forking and spooning, listening to tunes, yeah, dinner's on soon and to get ready for, ready for, peanut butter and jams. You're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams with host Brenda and Jordy on CITR 101.9, exploring local music and local food. Tune in to learn about the best eats and tunes from your neighborhood and a weekly pairing for your date calendar. Warning, the endorsements and criticism expressed during the show are the opinions of the host, unless clearly identified as advertising. Put in your earbuds and fire up your taste buds. It's Peanut Butter and Jams. Hey, we're both here. Fancy that. Um, so Brenda and I are here doing peanut butter and jams. Together. Together again. Um, we've got a really great show planned for you guys today. Um, we have Pippa Mackey mm-hmm. who's going to be talking to us about a production that Brenda went and saw. What was the production called? It was called The Food Must Go Out. Um, and it was a fringe place, so hopefully you went out to see some fringe place. But this one was a site-specific, which means um, created for a particular location, and it was uh, in a restaurant. Um, yeah, so that, that'll be fun. We'll talk to her about that. Um, we're also going to uh, have a review of the Asian noodle subway shop. It's like Subway, but for Asian noodles. Hmm. Called It's called Deer Garden. Um, Darcy went and checked, uh, Darcy Broach, peanut butter and jam correspondent, went and checked it out. Um, we've got some other stuff to talk about during the show, but um, why don't we play a little song before we do any of that? Great. You want to hear that new pornographer's song? Yeah. So, new pornographers. Um, this is off their new album. Canada's pop supergroup, but also a host of former, at least former Vancouver people, mm-hmm. started out on Mint Records, and uh, they're playing at the Commodore on October 3rd and 4th, um, and apparently the shows have different set lists, so you're going to get completely different shows both nights, so you can go to both. And, and they are a great live band, so it'll, I'm sure it'll be very fun. They have lots of songs to play if they're mixing up their sets that much. Mm-hmm. And I saw them on their very first tour for their very first album, and they ran out of songs and had to play covers on their encore. But yeah, love Their covers are great too, though. Their covers are great. Yeah, I just discovered um, this song, Your Daddy Don't Know. Yeah, um, that uh, Your Daddy your daddy Don't Know. Is that yeah. by Toronto? It's by Toronto. Yeah. Uh, a, uh, also a Canadian band and uh, was covered by the new pornographers for the movie Fubar for the soundtrack, so uh, maybe we should play that second. Maybe we, if we can find it, we will. I love that song. I like that cover a lot. Okay. Um, but first, this is called um, War on the East Coast, and it's off of Brill Bruisers. Last night I dreamt Vancouver dressed up in the ocean. Last night I dreamt. Victoria drowned in the ocean The ride of a lifetime The rites of spring of a lifetime The ride of a lifetime The rites of spring of a lifetime Long spring 
Shake it up. 
Um, that was the new pornographer's cover of Your Daddy Don't Know off of the FUBAR movie soundtrack. And um, if you haven't seen the music video before, it's pretty funny. If you're a fan of the new pornographers, I would recommend uh, checking it out. What do you want to hear, Brenda, of these uh, Let's hear some Dead Soft. All right. Dead, this is a... They just released a new vinyl. And this is the song Phase off the album, the self-titled album. Yes. Mm-hmm.
Hi, my name is Emily, and I believe every sustainable choice you make starts a ripple. Join some people that care about the stuff, and me of course, at the bus loop on Tuesday, September 23rd at 8am. You'll get a free mocha and see how totally easy it is to recycle on campus. Now that's sweet. So come on, make a ripple, be part of the wave, and find out more at sustain.ubc.ca forward slash ripple effect and hashtag with RippleFectUBC. And we're back. That was uh, the Salvos song, Buddy Guy. And I believe we have a caller on the air. Or, um, we have Pippa on the air now. Hi. Hi, Pippa. Oh, you're loud. I'm going to turn you down a little bit. Uh-oh. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Um, yeah, so last week at the Fringe, I saw six shows, and one of them was food-related, which is perfect for our show, Peanut Butter and Jams, on CITR, <laughs> and it was called The Food Must Go Out at Edible Canada, and we have um, one of the actresses and writer, yes? yes. Um, Producer, Pippa? yeah. <laughs> perfect. All of the above, Pippa Mackey on the air, so thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, so can you describe your show and tell us a bit more about it? Sure, yeah. Um, the show's called Industry, The Food Must Go Out, and it's a play about working in the restaurant industry, and it's performed in an actual restaurant by people who actually work in that restaurant. So um, it ha- was co-written by myself and Nick Bunting, who's the executive sous chef, and also a um, comedian in town, and also mm-hmm. Lauren Jackson, who is a server at Edible Canada and uh, is a Jesse Award winner, and she's a, yeah, a Studio 58 grad. Lots of actors at a, and uh, other live theater people at Edible Canada, hey? Well, you know what? It's funny. Um, there's only a few more outside of people who are in the show who, who weren't in the show with us. So Amelia Gordon was also had a um, just a little bit cameo in our play as well, and she actually worked at Edibles as well. <laughs> yeah, she had a very hilarious segment as the hangover, basically hanging off somebody else's body while they tried to work and serve people. Yeah, that was played by Amelia, and then Lauren Jackson was the was the basically the person. Uh, who had created her own hangover and we thought it'd be funny if oh like at work how do you how do we do a shift about being hung over it on shift because I think everyone's been there no matter what job you have and it's like what if it's this actual like other alter ego thing that is like causing your problem and you wish you could just turn to your hangover and tell them to be quiet and leave you alone that's a that's a great idea. Uh, Brenda, what was your favorite parts of the show? You went and saw it. Um, hmm. Uh, well, it was a really fast-paced show and, and really, really funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was some good audience participation. I enjoyed the, the little flashcards um, <laughs> where they'd... Uh, how, yeah. did the, how did those work? Pippa, can you tell us? Yeah, um... When we were writing the hangover scene, uh, and it's it's something that I learned from a screen show I did before called The Progressive Polygamist that I co-wrote and performed with Amelia Gordon, who ended up playing the hangover in the in industry, The Food Must Go Out. Um, we like to use, it's a fringe audience, and people are usually pretty great with um, audience interaction. I think it's kind of one of those fun things that 
if you're in a regular audience, a regular season, it's kind of weird. But um, the fringe crowd, especially because you could have a drink during our show and everyone's sitting so close, we thought, oh, why don't we get them to read the obscene questions that we've been asked as servers, as people in the restaurant? So Can you all give us of the an questions example? that um, we got an audience member to ask, which were put on a cue card for them and handed to them right before they read it, were actual real things people have asked, like, can you blend up my burger? Or um, the, the, the same one now is the hot water with lemon. I think most anyone in the restaurant industry knows that it's kind of a dreaded order. But it was fun to hear from people who had no idea that ordering hot water and lemon is irritating. So the reactions were really fun for that because people were like, oh, I didn't know that was annoying. Or everybody else in the industry and the audience was really laughing. That was pretty pretty fun thing to make fun of. Another th- a neat thing about the play was that it was right in front of a kitchen and you could see the counter and, and that was used as a neat way of like hiding behind and jumping out and over and all the mm-hmm. props. Can you tell us a bit about yeah, how you envisioned the play and what kind of support you got from the restaurant? Well, I think I've always wanted to do for a few years now a show about working in the restaurant industry because um, to my knowledge, it's never been done in Vancouver at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way I think a show the way I envisioned it about the industry could work is if you actually perform it in a restaurant. And uh, Edible Canada it just felt very kismet because um, when I started working here, they kind of cleared the tables away for a party and I started looking at the space. And so the, the kitchen is completely open to the diners. So that looks like a stage to me and it's a place like a place to play. And that's where you watch the cooks at work on a regular day. And then there's a very open quality to the whole restaurant. So once they started looking at all that, and because Edible Canada in Granville Island, which is where the, the majority of fringe plays happen, of course, it was kind of like, this is the perfect place to do a show like this. And then what's great is that um, one of the managers here at Edibles used to be my manager at another restaurant, and I've kind of followed him from restaurant to restaurant because he's really quite wonderful mm-hmm. at his job. Um, his name's Joshua Carlson. And he's uh, dabbled in lots of different creative things over his life. And he was very encouraging when I brought the idea. And so so was the entire, the owner and the entire staff. So they were a huge part in um, helping us do this. And we obviously did the show um, after the restaurant had closed because otherwise, you know, you can't just close down a restaurant one night. That's a, a lot. That's a way bigger thing to ask them. But, you know, an 11 p.m. show. Yeah, it's late not enough. that late, you know. It's the fringe, mm-hmm. and it so. was kind of perfect and lighthearted for the fringe, the late night fringe crew that had already had a few beers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and there were some neat segments about sort of the de- the degradation of working in the kitchen and and working for customers and stuff. Um, have you worked in a lot of restaurants? Well, uh, yeah, it's kind of explained it just very briefly off the top of the show that. All of us have a combined 30 years restaurant experience. Um, I've been on and off working in a restaurant for eight years. And Lauren, seven years. And Nick, um, 15, or around that. So um, you start kind of 
when we first started writing, you know, you start kind of exchanging stories and you realize how many you have. Mm-hmm. I think that was the hardest thing about the whole process was oh, wh- what scenes are important? Like, what are the shifts that you've had that stood out? So you had to, um, like, really pare down, like, from too many stories to Absolutely. To- and everyone else, like, all our friends were like, oh, I have this story. It's great. You know, you have to hear this. And I think everyone has so many individual stories, whether it's a person in the industry or a customer, you know, or you're sitting in a restaurant, someone's hair catches fire. And there's just, like, I don't know, kind of, like, danger, risk. Lots of things could go wrong in a restaurant. You're carrying, like hot items mm-hmm. people are bustling around um you know with when it comes to food like lots of different things happen with that so yeah it was really having to pare down like oh how can we how can we highlight a scene or, or what is brunch what is working a really busy brunch feel like like working in the morning serving you know over 250 customers what's that like you know and then for the show, we kind of made it like we were the warriors in the trenches, <laughs> wandering out into this sparse into the restaurant. Jungle. Yeah, with uh, yeah, with metal pot helmets on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, do you have plans to repeat the show, or what else do you or, have that's or coming out? Anything similar? Yeah, we've had um, a lot. We had to. We sold out the entire run, which is so amazing. Um, and it's kind of a happy problem where you see people get turned away and always as an artist, you're like, no, we want to fit you in, you know, but we just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had such a great response. We also won the, um, site specific award for innovative use of space, which is very cool, um, from the fringe. And so right now we're taking a much needed break after rehearsing the show from midnight until 4 a.m., before we even open the show and then doing a show at 11 p.m. every night. That's a, kind of that's a the long day. And, yeah. and we've all been working during the day at different on different things, and some of us even here at the restaurant. So, mm-hmm. so, we, um, so we, needed, we needed a little break. Well, and now at, least when like, you, oh, at least when you finish your shift next? at the restaurant, you're already in costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, no, definitely the owner, um, Eric Peyton, and also... Um, the fringe there's a few collaborative ideas that um, haven't had been able to have the proper meetings yet because we only closed a few days ago so for sure we're going to do it again and it's just a matter of when great well thank you so much for the interview and if you do a repeat please let us know we'd be happy to tell our listeners and congratulations on your success thank you so much i'm so happy you came and got to see the show yeah, it was a great show, and yeah, great to talk to you. You too. Okay, good night. Um, I'm going to flip to a song, and uh, I think Brenda will catch you on the phone. Just to... Okay.
And we're back. That was Young and Sexy. Um, Young and Sexy are playing a show soon, are they not? 
They are. They're playing a show on September 20th at the Astoria with Bloom and OK Vancouver OK. Well, you might play some more songs by one of at least one of those bands. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, bef- I wanted to mention what we had heard before, which was um, the Salvos, uh, their song, A Buddy Guy. Mm-hmm. And before that was Dead Soft, uh, Phase. Uh, you had a story about Buddy Guy. I do. Yeah, so I ended up seeing Buddy not, Guy. Not, not the song Buddy Guy, not but the Buddy song. Guy. Yes. Um, nothing happened during that song. Um, yeah, I saw Buddy Guy at the Winnipeg Folk Festival um, a whole bunch of years ago, and apparently his rider calls for some $70 bottle of whiskey or some sort of hard liquor, and he mm-hmm. won't go on stage without it. And I don't think he even drank any. I think the stagehands ended up drinking it after that night and had pretty happy times. Uh, but he... Um, Yeah, apparently he either does a really flat show or an amazing show, and he kind of started to freak out on stage, and and he's like, you don't think I can play Marvin Gaye? I can play Marvin Gaye! And then he played a whole set of Marvin Gaye songs. Whoa. And then he just ran out into the crowd and was playing in the middle of the crowd, jumped off the stage, and so they have big video cameras, so the video people were like chasing him in the crowd and trying to find him. And then, so the show is crazy, and he's playing all these Marvin Gaye songs, and then I was looking around and everyone was looking behind me. And I was like, why are you looking behind when this guy is going crazy in front? And I looked behind and there were these like the most incredible northern lights I've ever seen. Just like really? these like bright neon swirls just like swirling around the sky. That's amazing. And so, yeah, it was stunning. Apparently you could see the northern lights in Vancouver not too long ago. Really? Like Three weeks ago you have to be on a mountain you had to be kind of out of the city lights but mm-hmm. um you could see them if you were in like one of the smaller or one of the less lit parts of town cool darcy saw them she nice. said they were this is the first time she'd ever seen them yeah it was, it was really neat it is mm-hmm. yeah, so. it's especially neat to see them so far south yeah definitely yeah you get some pretty good ones in the prairies in the summer Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. my buddy guy story. Uh, good buddy guy story. Thank you. Um, we have uh, uh, we have a piece on Deer Garden. Uh, speaking of Darcy, uh, Deer Garden, if as, as I mentioned earlier, is the Subway restaurant of Asian noodles soups. And where? Where do you find this? It is at Forty Seventh and Fraser. And there's one in Vancouver? There's one in Vancouver, yes. Um, there's so, there's also some in Ontario. Um, there's some on other... I don't recognize what suburbs these are in, um, but in Vancou- in the greater Vancouver area, there's also one on Alexandra Road and Sexsmith Road, but this, one is spe- this review is specifically of the Fraser and 47th Street Great. location. Hello, everybody. It's me, Jordy. And Darcy. My fiance. Hi. And Peanut Butter and Jack's correspondent. Yeah. And um, Darcy went to a restaurant that she wanted to tell us about. What restaurant did you go to, Darcy? It's called Deer Garden, and it is a Chinese noodle soup restaurant now, on is, 46th and Fraser. Is that Deer Garden like the animal, or Deer Garden like my dear... I thought it was originally like a diary entry, like deer garden, mm-hmm. but it's actually the animal. Oh, okay. Deer. There are deer heads, well, fake deer heads all over the restaurant. They're not like taxidermied ones? No, they're they're made out of like 
ceramic or something. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting aesthetic. <laughs> okay. So tell us more about Deer Garden. What sort of restaurant is it? Uh, so they, speci- or they specialize in noodle soup. Um, Chinese noodle soup and they, it is a build your own. So it is the subway or for our Canadian friends out there, the Harvey's of Chinese noodle soup restaurants. We have subway in Canada, I see. <laughs> I'm just trying to be all inclusive. Okay. Yeah. For burger lovers as well as sandwich lovers. And Canadians. So these are, these are Chinese soup artists you would I, say? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that. I would yeah. say that's, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. <laughs> Um, could you go on the Jared diet, the all deer garden diet and lose, lose um, 200 pounds? Maybe not because the bulls could feed a family. Okay. So, so I wouldn't recommend it, but if you're looking for a challenge, I salute an, you. An eating challenge? Yeah. It's a lo- man versus food challenge. Lose weight while eating giant bowls of noodles. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what type of, like, how do how does it work in that it's like uh like a subway do you choose like your like in subway you choose your bun and your filling is that kind of the same sort of yeah, thing kind of so you sit down uh it's very busy by mm-hmm. the way so when you eventually sit down uh you get a little piece of paper that has um basically a checklist mm-hmm. of all the things that you want to order in your soup uh so there's broth there's noodles there's meat there's veggies, and then there's any add-ons on the side that you can add. So what type of broths are there? There are probably 10 or 12 different broths. Um, the two that I can remember that I've had is there's a tomka broth, mm-hmm. which is quite good. It's very more herbal and kind of more aromatic. Yeah. sort of And then there's broth. the Malay laksa broth, which is really spicy. Not too spicy, but like good spicy. Mm-hmm. And made with coconut milk and really rich. Mm, and okay. It's delicious. And then you get to pick like the type of noodles you get too? Yeah. So then you get to pick the type of noodles. There's... Um, vermicelli there's um chow mein noodles egg noodles uh wheat noodles probably buckwheat okay soba cool okay yeah. so that's that's quite a bit of variety and then is there um, wontons uh no actually what kind of chinese noodle <laughs> soup okay is this? i don't remember wontons okay. but there might be okay yeah but i don't remember them um, and then there's meat. There's about like 13 to 15 different types of meat to choose from. And uh, presumably that's not 13 different types of animals. No. Like, can you give some examples? So there's, um, uh, beef brisket, beef tongue, um, fish balls, fish puffs, which I don't know what the difference is between them, but they're there. Okay. Uh, beef balls, um, pork. Okay, so there's. It sounds like there's some, some weird types of meat, mm-hmm. and then some like more familiar, yeah, cuts of meat yeah. that you could choose from depending on. I would say the meats are more what you would find in a pho than you would find in like a Chinese noodle soup. Okay, all right, that 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 gives me a good idea of what it's like. And then there's add-ons you said too. And then there's also add-ons. So every soup comes with mushrooms, bean curd, and MSG. Uh, and you can choose not to get any of them. They're an opt-out. So they put like a spoonful of MSG yeah, into the broth. I guess so. Or something. Yeah. yeah. And MSG is delicious. Everyone loves salt. Why not? Except for people allergic to it. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, so you could choose not to have that, or you can choose extra. Okay. Extra bean curd. You could get extra MSG. Um, maybe not extra MSG, but you could probably ask. Yeah, they probably would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there is different other, um, vegetables, um, such as Chinese mushrooms and corn and, um, broccoli and bok choy. So is this like Subway in that you just pick all the ones you want and they give them all to you and Mm -hmm. it's not like... There's no price addition. So you get, um, so you get to choose one broth. Mm-hmm. You get to choose one noodle. Uh, you get the three uh, things that are always in it: mm-hmm. the bean curd, the mushroom, the MSG. Yeah. You get to choose one meat. Okay. And you get to choose two different add-ons. Okay. And I believe anything on top of that is, is like a fifty cent or a dollar. Okay, depending add-on. on what the thing you exactly. want is. Exactly. Okay, so you could. You could re- really go nuts and add stuff to your soup or not. Yeah. How much is this soup costing you? Well... The basic soup, let's say. So, the basic soup, uh, each combo... Well, each soup comes in a combo with okay. a drink as well. Uh, and there is, like, a huge two-page menu of drinks, hot and cold. Wow. Including bubble tea. W- what did you get? I got lemon Coke. Lemon Coke? It's Coke with a lemon in it. Oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> but it's on the menu. It's on the menu as low as go. Um, and for the combo with no add-ons, uh, including tax, is $12. That's very reasonable. Yes. And it's also a soup that is as big as my head, and I could not even try eating the whole thing yeah, if you, I tried. You took it home. You took the leftovers home after you'd eaten a full meal. Yeah. And, and was stuffed. And and I opened the container to like try a little bit of what she has as leftovers, and it looked like a full meal. Yeah. But so she got two meals out of it. Yeah, exactly. And it was delicious even today. Heated up the next day, which is pr- pretty good. Yeah. Um, where is it? It's on 46th and Fraser. Okay, so it's a little bit out of the way for some people. Yeah, but it's uh, it's not that far out of the way. Yeah, it's an achievable. It's on a bus route. Location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they do take cash only, which is a good thing to know. Yes. Stop and at a bank. It is extremely busy because I think everybody in that part of town goes because they love it, mm-hmm. and they do take reservations, but only for groups of five or more. Okay, so you gotta go with like a bunch of your friends, a yeah. family, or something. So if you know five people who want to get giant cheap noodle soup, you could. Well, then, or if you, you don't, know the right people, you could put up a Craigslist ad. You could also do that if you can find four other people, or call into the show and ask if we want to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thanks so much for talking to us about that. No problem. And uh, back to you, Brenda. Or perhaps back to you, Brenda and Jordy. I don't know when this is going to air. Sauce.
makeshift hammers or gnaw on the trunk of the tree like the beavers do. Welcome back. That was OK Vancouver OK off of their new-ish album. Not even... It's it's brand new. That album is so new it hasn't been released yet. Wow. Influences. Mm-hmm. And they also played Victory Square Block Party. Fantastic. And there's a great picture of Jeff. Um, from OK Vancouver OK on the Discorder site, and he's in the crowd holding his new baby. Oh. And it's a fabulous picture. There was a fair amount of babies in the audience that day. Yeah. Baby's first concert. Hipsters had hipster, babies. Hipster too. babies. Duncan had his new baby. It was her first concert. She was she slept through most of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's a pretty good response from a infant. It's true, and a good pair of sound headphones are a great present for your friend's new baby. Every baby should go see shows from an early age. Yeah, get, so, him, get him used to it. Yeah, so you can go and buy those on 4th, um, yeah, for about 30 bucks. Oh, really? Soundproof headphones where for did kids. You, where on 4th? Where on um, I think it's not Crocodile Baby, it's the other one. It might be Hip Baby. 
Okay. The store names yeah, are already irritating me. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and they're irritating stores. You just got to like go in and get your headphones. And I think once I walked out with a small child's shark bow tie, um, which yeah. was very cute. But yeah, you don't want to spend a lot of time in those places. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got some more music planned for people. Um, and then we've got some more stuff to talk about. We're not out yet. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play a song by a band called Bear Mountain, and the song is called Two Step. And uh, later in the show, we're going to talk a little bit about the newest key and mm. the, the restaurants there. Um, but yeah, this is Bear Mountain, Two Step, Two Step, and no, it's called Two Step. <laughs> two and Step. You are listening to CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver, and this is Peanut Butter and Jams.
thousand steps. That's the recommended daily minimum for a healthy, active person. Easy, right? The average office worker takes only 3,000 steps a day. Enter Step Tembo. Challenge yourself, your co-workers or your classmates to walk, run or roll your way to 10,000 steps a day for one month, all for a good cause. Every step you take this September is a step towards supporting cerebral palsy associations across Canada. The Capital One Just for Laughs comedy tour returns with a stellar lineup of headliners, starring stand-up writer and person Dimitri Martin. I'm standing right behind you. Funny as Hell host John Doerr, Canadian Comedy Award winner Levi McDougall, and podcast superstar Todd Glass. The Capital One Just for Laughs comedy tour at the Orpheum on November 14th. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. For details, check Metro News or go to hahaha.com slash comedy tour. Flayed, spray, spray my faucet corn, my blister horn flung into the day. Why ought a storm my gristle formed, dung into the shirt doused bed where socks loom my fizzled norm, sung inside the dirt This is John M. Bennett, and you are listening to CITR FM 101.9 in Vancouver. British Columbia, Canada. My ray, my osteofloor, my glistened shorn mug flayed. And we're back. Um, Yeah, check out our crazy sound art station Mm -hmm. ID by John M. Bennett. And just to add, um, we just played a, a con, sorry, we just played an ad for the Just for Last Cam- Comedy Tour, mm-hmm. um, and we actually have tickets to give away. So if any of you want to go see any of those comedians, it's Dimitri Martin, Levi McDougal, Todd Glass, and John Doerr. Um, on November fourteenth at the Orpheum in Vancouver, give us a call. So the phone number is six zero four eight two 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 four eight seven six zero four eight two two. 2487. It's UBC-CITR. So if you want those tickets, give us a call and they could be yours. And um, Dimitri Martin and Todd Glass and John Doerr are all very funny. And I didn't know the other people, but they're probably funny too. I went to see Dimitri Martin when he came last time and he was hilarious. And I had to do a a wedding speech and I kind of modeled it after his one-liner graphs pictures pictograph things i i um quite like his style of jokes where he just does one-liners he's, instead of like doing like big story like based like stand-up things he's just like here's a joke <laughs> and another one here's another joke <laughs> and he did that for like an hour and a half can you imagine how many one-liners it takes for an hour and a half anyways november 14th call in for ticket 604 Okay, what are we going to play next, What Jordan? are we going to play next? Why don't we play um, maybe... Oh, let's tell people what we just played. Oh, yeah, that's actually, that's the perfect idea. Um, we just heard Tasty Animals. Um, the song was called That Beat. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have recognized some Nintendo covers in there. Um, yeah, we liked it. I liked it. I, I like Nintendo music. 
And before that was Bear Mountain. Uh, that song was called Two Step. Um, let's see. What about Trespassers Will? Yeah, let's play some Trespassers Will. So this is a uh, Trespassers Will. Um, their song. This is their song Horizon. I like I like this band already because their name is a reference to Winnie the Pooh. Everyone else ever stood there before Yeah The wind blowing through you The dark like an opening door Yeah And you suffer through every thread That just slipped through your hands Yeah there is no delight in our failure you misunderstand
Hello, this is the recording artist Jay Arner, and you're listening to CITR. The Cat's Pajamas, a phrase to describe something super awesome or cool. The Cat's Pajamas, a super awesome and cool radio show featuring the latest and greatest indie pop, rock, and more from Vancouver and beyond. The Cat's Pajamas, every Friday at 10 to 11 a.m. at CITR 101.9 FM.
and welcome back. You are listening to Peanut Butter and Jams on CITR 101.9 FM. I am Jordy. And Brenda. And what were we just listening to? We just played the Ruffled Feathers. They just put out a new album called Bottom of the Blue. It's an EP, four songs. It's uh, That song is called It Doesn't Last. Mm-hmm. And before that, a band called Trespassers Will off the self-titled album. Yes. and that Self-titled song. Um, nope. Song nope. was called Horizon. The song was called Horizon. Yes. Great. Um, so now I'm going to ask Jordy some questions about the new Westminster Key and the tasty eats that you can find there. Yeah. Um, so the last couple of weekends, I've been going on a bike ride from Mount Pleasanty area to the New West Key and getting going to their food court. And the food court there is like the best food court I've been to in a really long time. This is a food court or more like an outdoor market? It's a cross between the two Indoor things, market? I would say. Uh-huh. Um, but the restaurants there, there's like Re-Up Barbecue. Um, there's a, a place called Longtail, which does Thai-style street food. Um, there's a Mexican bakery. Uh, there's a pizza place, um, which does like Neapolitan style pizza, which had a really long line. I didn't go to that place, um, but it looked pop- it looked really popular and also had gelato. Um, there's wild rice, um, which is like high-end Chinese food, um, which has a sit-down location there. And then there's a place called Wally's Burgers, if you just want a burger. And they have a deal where if you bring someone else's coupon in, they will honor it and give you a two-for-one deal. Oh, Wow. Does it have to be a burger coupon? I think it has to be a burger coupon. Burgers. Yeah. It can't just be like a fish taco coupon. Yeah. Where do you get a fish taco coupon? I don't know, but I really wish they had them. I've been to one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, wild rice? And yeah, wild rice, which is like a high-end Chinese um, food place. that you, There used to be one on Pender, mm-hmm. um, which is where a place called The Abbey is now. But they, I think they've just they moved to this new location in New Westminster. Um, but their Chinese food is really good. Um, it's a little bit pricier than like your average Chinese food, but it's a much higher quality, more in line with the type of Chinese food you get at say Bao Bay mm-hmm. than you would at um, the number one Golden Diner or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that sounds like a lot of higher end food outlets. Yeah. Um, and so we, like, if you ride all the way out there on your bike too, and it's a, it is a really nice ride. It's mostly downhill. Um, you feel like you've earned whatever you want to eat when you get there. So you can get a pulled port sandwich guilt-free mm-hmm. or they have the, and the re-up location there has, um, stuff that you cannot get at the truck. So they have like ribs, fried chicken. Um, the truck just does sandwiches, but this place does a much has a much bigger menu. Um, long t- I've only I've eaten at the Reup location there and the Longtail location there. Longtail has uh, spectacular Thai style wings, um, which are very similar to the wings you get at Mae Nam if you're if you've ever had mm, those. So are, good. Mm-hmm. And um, both those locations are like have like really spectacular food that's um unique too like they're not there's not a lot like these are like local chains um not um 
Not your typical. It's not like an orange. There's no orange Julius or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost curated. Yeah, it seems like it's like a curated food court. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. And the reason I'm talking about this now, even though it's fall, and it's kind of a murky day today, um, but it's supposed to be one of the hottest falls following our hot summer. Um, so it should be nice for the next few, at least the next few weekends. Maybe not everyone, but like if it's a nice weekend, the ride out is really nice and I would recommend doing this. Mm-hmm. And what is your route? Um, I go up Ontario to 37th and then 37th most of the way, following the 37th through most of the way there. And then we like jog over to 45th, mm-hmm. um, wherever 37th ends. I can't remember exactly where, somewhere just past, um, just past Knight Street, um, 37th ends and we jog over to 45th and then at 45th you can go through the park and take the, and then take the BC Parkway, um, which follows the SkyTrain route all the mm-hmm. way into New West. And um, there's a little jog around 22nd Avenue Station that's a little tricky where you go almost, you almost go across a bridge and kind of loop around ba- down there. I would recommend looking up that part specifically on a map and the rest of it. Um, the rest of it you can probably just do based on like follow, just following your whatever route you think would mm-hmm. normally take you out there. And New West is pretty beautiful. It is, yeah, it's really, really nice. nice. like, waterway and walkways along the water and, yeah, and the food, heritage buildings. The food court's in the key, so you're, like, right on the water. Um, while we were there, there um, I didn't see it, but um, the people I was with saw a porpoise that was just playing in the, wa- really? in the water. Yeah. A dolphin. A porpoise. A porpoise. What's the difference? I don't know. Okay, never mind. But a porpoise allows you to make puns on porpoise. <laughs> Thanks, Jordy. No problem. <laughs> this is, yes, this is a food show and not a marine biology show. <laughs> yeah. um, um, but th- another really great thing about there, though, so you do part of the ride along the quay, um, which is kind of like just doing a ride along the seawall. Um, but if you ride back there, on the, on the route there or on the route back, you can stop at the new brewery down there, Steel and Oak. Mm-hmm. which has a really nice location down there that is never that busy on a Sunday afternoon because it's it's really out of the way um, for most people because it's kind of in the industrial area, um, just on the edge of the key. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're biking past there, it's a really great route that um, you can kind of roll down there. Um, and it's not, not too busy. They have six, you, they usually have like five or six different beers on tap. They have a Rattler if you don't want to have anything strong. Um, they have a really nice smoked lager, which is um, just kind of exciting. Smoked lagers. Um, they have, a, yeah, they have a good. Re- uh, they have like most of their beers are, are quite nice. No, I wouldn't say they're all amazing, but mm-hmm. a lot of them are really good, and they taste really fresh right there where they have them. Right at the brewery, you can get a little frat bat, taste them all. Nice. So, how do you smoke a lager? Um, I don't know how they do it, but they it does have a really smoky taste to it. Mm-hmm. I assume that what they do is they toss some like maybe charred wood into the brewing process at some point, um, which gives it a, a, a smoky charred flavor. We will find out and get back to you. Yes, exactly. I feel like Rattlers are a summer fad that kind of sprung up unexpectedly for me. Rattlers are wonderful. If you don't know what a Rattler is... Um, I was talking to someone last night who spoke to a waitress who 
and she was like, "Oh, I would like a rad, uh, like a Rattler with like lemonade and beer." And the, sh- the waitress was like, um, "A Rattler is German for bicycle, and this is the only kind of Rattler in existence." And, <laughs> and the waitress was re- really excited about explaining what a Rattler was, and she thought it was just the grapefruit Rattler that you could get from Parallel Forty Nine. Wow. Uh, um, but a Rattler uh, is any type, uh, usually traditionally lemonade, but grapefruit is quite common these days, um, mixed with beer. So half one, half mm-hmm. the other, um, similar to like a snake bite or a black and tan or something. Um, yeah, when I was, I first uh, tried Rattlers in Germany and it was always lemonade. Mm-hmm. And then this summer I went to a music festival in Ottawa and the other day had on the patio, yeah, uh, grapefruit rattlers, which mm-hmm. were really, really nice and refreshing and not so boozy. I like the lemonade ones more. Yeah. Just the flavor. But mm-hmm. I don't like grapefruit that much. So. Yeah, I love grapefruit. And uh, just to um, riff off that pun a little bit, the Parallel 49 is a tricycle grapefruit rattler. Mm-hmm. So they're uh, playing off that bike pun a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so if you haven't tried a Rattler, go out and try a Rattler before the sun disappears. Yeah, I would recommend riding a bike to try a Rattler. They really are nice and refreshing. Um, they don't feel like, you know how sometimes you drink, if like you drink and you're like, I'm dehydrated and like don't feel like doing physical activity. It is the opposite effect with a Rattler. It is hi- still hydrating um, because there's lots of juice in a them. A great sport drink. Yeah, a good drink for sporting events that you're... <laughs> that are relaxing sporting events yes. maybe not for like your high intensity ones or sunshine recreation afternoons yes yeah and if you do take that new west ride um you can ride back if you want the hills a little there's a lot there's a lot of hill back from new west um before you get to about the about metro town and then it's all kind of like nice and downhill again um or you can just ride to the nearest sky train station put your bike on the put your bike on the train mm-hmm a, it's a good way to uh, to get back. You still end up riding like 20 or 30 kilometers depending on where you went from. So. Mm-hmm. I've been meaning to do the Steveston bike ride over the bridge and then, or you can cheat and you can take the SkyTrain down and then mm-hmm. cycle around Richmond and get some fish and chips at the market. Go to the HK Barbecue Master. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've done that. It's a good ride. Thanks. Yeah. I like riding too food that's probably bad for me and Mm -hmm. being like well now i can eat this of course yeah naturally so we're getting close to sign off it's been a good show deer garden Mm -hmm. um the recreational bike rides to new westminster key and the food that you can treat yourself and then our delightful conversation with pippa mackie um at the fringe and hopefully you'll all get a chance to check out that play when it runs again um, so we're going to play a couple more songs to sign out. Yes. Um, what, where's, what were we going to play next? We were going to play... Uh, actually, our uh, pairing for today is uh, the New Pornographer's show on October 3rd with High Ends. So we we're going to play High Ends. Oh, yes. I do have that queued up. Yeah, which has a common member of Lady Hawk. So, yeah, um, and they're opening for um, New Pornographers at one of the show's at the first one on October 3rd. And uh, with the meal you should get beforehand 
is we'll suggest that you get a nice walk in between. Oh, you think? You, uh, okay, I was talking about this meal before. I thought it was a little far. It's a little far. Proposed, but um, it, I did have a. I went to um, the Alibi Room um, yesterday night, and I had their meatball uh, entree, which has four meatballs and garlic bread, and then like a nice little salad next to it, and it was absolutely delicious. It was one of my favorite uh, meals I've had in a while. And I would, I would recommend that you get that. If you... So there we go. Or you can do them on separate nights. Go to the alibi room a little early. Sort of not risk the huge lines that happen there. And yeah. then take a nice walk to the Commodore. That would be a nice night. Perfect. All right. Well, this is high ends. This song is called The Weight. And so
Liveband.com is Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. New shows are added daily by the city's most active promoters, musicians, and by the driving force of the music scene, the fans. Liveband.com's listings are different because they are integrated with profiles updated by bands and business owners as they promote upcoming events. Check out the archives to see how closely we've worked within the community to put on the shows you love. Visit LiveMusicVancouver.com for the latest independent and major label event listings. LiveVan.com, Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. And we are back. Um, that was High Ends. That song was called The Wait. And um, uh, we're, uh, we're just about to sign off. Um, Darren is coming up next. I bumped into Darren at the Simpsons trivia night, and he yeah. did his team did much better than mine. Well, we did do that great. Did you do better than sixteen point five points? Did you do better than the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked? Was that, was that, that was our that was our team. <laughs> Throw it down, Jordy. Oh, you were because <laughs> we actually had a baby in there. Ah, uh, how'd the baby do? She slept through the whole. Oh, she was not so much of a contributor yeah, then. Yeah, they didn't ask any <laughs> questions. Um, oh, yeah, they didn't. That's, that's, that's strange. Um, anyhow, so uh, coming up next is uh, Stereoscopic Readout with Darren, and then Ben Lai will be on for... Thunderbird Radio House. That's the name of his show. Mm-hmm. And uh, to finish up, we have a song for you. Um, off the album A Data Plan, and I, we're going to play track one data plan um and it's actually a project by malcolm jack who was in sun wizard and um boy i just i thought he was just in sun wizard no sun wizard and he had his own project malcolm jack but he's also in another band that i can't remember but we'll find out and tell you another time well next time we talk about malcolm jack we will make sure we mention all his projects yes but this is a data plan
Do you enjoy these sounds? CITR is the home of amazing sounds. So listen to me always. 101.9. CITR.ca